what do you want to be when you grow up? This question gets posed to us many a times throughout our lives. As children, we all dream about what we want to be when we grow up. Some of us define that dream based on what adults in our lives do, characters on television shows we watch, or roles we learn about in books. Some people know exactly what they will do when they grow up. Others do not know until the first couple of years of college or even later. Welcome to Keys to the Future. My name is Gabby Coe and I'm a senior systems engineer at one of the most successful engineering companies in the world. In this season, I'm presenting a series of conversations with many experts, most in science, technology, engineering, and math, or STEM careers, who will provide a glimpse into their professional world and hopefully inspire you to learn more about what they do and help you explore career options. Chances are you have recently used a website or mobile app to order a product or play with your augmented reality or virtual reality devices, or even visited a coffee shop many a times because it is easy to get your favorite treats. Have you ever wondered who is behind the designs of the products you like and the services you enjoy? User experience, or UX for short, professionals, focus on the interaction between human users and everyday products and services, such as the websites we visit, the apps we use, home appliances, and the places we frequent to purchase services. UX designers use aspects of psychology, business, market research, design, and technology to design new products or make changes to an existing product or service. Their mission is to make these products and services usable, enjoyable, and accessible to everyone using them. Today's guest is a UX designer who will provide us a glimpse into what her day looks like designing the latest products, and offer advice for someone thinking of joining the UX design career field. I would like you to meet Courtney Walker. She's a user experience designer who designs products and services for a large aerospace and defense company. Thank you, Courtney, for sharing your experience with us. Thank you for having me, Gabby. I'm really excited to talk all things UX and my personal experience as a UX designer. We all use different products and services on a daily basis, whether it's a website, a device, or a kitchen appliance to facilitate our lives. And so I can't help but wonder who's behind making those products usable, enjoyable, and accessible to everyone. It sounds like a lot of fun to me. So as one of those professionals who design different products and services, what does the title user experience or UX designer mean to you? To me, being a UX designer means a person who designs a product or service with the end user in mind and typically involving user research either as a solo UX person on the team or with a research team member or team. It means creating something that meets industry standards in terms of look and feel and solves problems that the users may have or had. A lot of people use UX and UI interchangeably, especially in my field, but I believe that's a misconception because the user interface is just the front end of a product. It doesn't help include the mindset of thinking about the user's needs and how they will interact with the system. That is really interesting. You said solve problems that the users may have. So that can be anywhere from accessing a website 
or maybe a kitchen appliance, like I mentioned, or a virtual reality device, or, I mean, if we think about all the products that we use, it's a plethora of things that a user experience designer gets to like design and make sure that it's going to be accessible and usable for that end user. So I'm wondering what, how did you become interested in having a career as a UX designer? And was it what you thought it would be? To be honest, Gabby, five years ago, I did not know what UX was. I was accepted for an internship between my sophomore and junior year of college to become a business analyst intern focusing on technical documentation. So I started out my internship as a technical documentation writer. And towards the end, I got to listen about UX and work with our current UX designer on that team. And I fell in love with it. I decided this is the career for me. I don't want to go down the medical career anymore. I love user experience. And it really opened my eyes to understanding that there are ways to help people in many different fields. And I felt like user experience helped solve my career goal of helping others, but in a different way that I expected early on in college. That's very interesting. So what was your major in college and how did your major help you get the job that you have now? I majored in biology and French. I know a very interesting combo. I was able to apply for my first internship as a technical documentation writer since I had so much experience writing lab papers. As I mentioned earlier, getting this first internship was really what opened my eyes to the user experience world. French doesn't help too much in the world of UX unless I worked overseas or with French users. But the biology degree has helped me in terms of cognitive thinking, being able to articulate both verbally and written, and going through research methodologies. I never took a psychology course in college, but I did take an animal behavior course called ethology, which made me start thinking differently about why. Why animals or people do the things they do or react to certain situations or scenarios. This mindset is so important in user experience to be able to think about the why behind a person's behavior. So I think those are the biggest areas that have helped me from my major in the world of UX. That sounds so interesting. And I love you made the connection to STEM. It also sounds like a day would be so much fun in your career. Can you describe a day in the life of someone in your career as a UX designer? It really changes day to day. I can give you my typical day to day and then give you a general overview of what is involved in most days of design phases. So I typically start my day around 7 a.m. I do design work, documentation, and email catch up until my first meeting, usually around 10.30 or 11.30. And then I'm in meetings until about 5 p.m. And if I have breaks between all of those meetings, I design. For me personally, my days are about 60 to 70% meetings and the rest of the time is spent designing. As a UX designer and researcher, I have to make sure that our users are happy, our stakeholders are happy, and the development team is happy. I get to work with all of these groups to ensure that it is the best product that I can create, or typically a web page or application. The design portion is where I get to be creative, which is, for me, the really fun part. 
I do love working with users and stakeholders, but sometimes it's nice to have that me time to just design and be creative. It really depends on how mature our websites are. If the web page or application has not been built out, I do a lot of user research, create user personas, work with stakeholders for requirements, and then I do a lot of paper and pen wireframes and move on to digital prototypes. There are a lot of software tools out there to create prototypes. Currently, I use Envision. It's a great tool to be able to design on your computer and then also get feedback from both the development team and stakeholders. For web pages and applications that are more mature or potentially already built out, I work more with users to ensure it is usable by conducting usability testing, collect metrics, and I get to then think of new features that I can add to help our users. That sounds like a lot of activity. You mentioned 60 to 70% of your time is doing meetings. I imagine those meetings are to gather information about the user, information about how the specific website or product that you're designing is going to be used, and maybe meeting with users to get their input. That sounds like a long day, but it sounds very fun. Can you talk to what key steps did you take to get to where you are in your career so far? And was it a straight shot there? My career, clearly, as you've heard before, was definitely not a straight shot. I first started college wanting to be a medical student and thought that I was best fit to be a doctor. Around the time where I realized that was not the case, I got my internship as a technical documentation writer and business analyst. And I realized I don't like seeing people hurt. The thought of someone hurting themselves or having a limb hanging off really started to make my stomach upset a little. From there, I also was not in the UX world, but I was able to learn about it by listening to other people on my team and exploring everything that my internship had to offer. So I think the next step, which is probably one of the biggest key steps for me, was following what I was interested in. I could have very easily stayed writing technical documentation, but I reached out to my manager and I said, I love what my team member's doing on the UX side. How can I be a part of that? Can I join that? And she said yes. So then later, I continued my internship for another year in college, and then I graduated and joined the same company. I was working on the same project this whole time and then joined shortly after I graduated from college, but still within the same small group of the organization. I personally realized that I wasn't being challenged anymore. So my next key step was seeking out a new position within the company. And specifically, it was based off of networking opportunities that I had created for myself. But I think realizing when you are too comfortable in a position and how can you find something new that you can feel challenged again. And that was probably my next big step. And that's what got me to this design group now within the company. I love it. You took advantage of that opportunity you had to explore during your internship and then following suit into what you were most interested in. And then you became so passionate about, I can tell the passion that you have about what you're doing, just listening to you. What skills and abilities and personal attributes, in your opinion, does a successful UX designer need to have? That's a great question, Gabby. I think foremost, a UX designer 
or researcher needs to be empathetic. They need to be able to put themselves in the user's shoes and understand where their actions or behaviors are coming from. Next, I think as a designer, you need to be creative and you need to be willing to create and design and think outside of the box. You need to go to that next step. What can I really be doing to make my user happy and go above and beyond their expectations? And then lastly, it's really important as a UX designer to have great communication skills. We have to work with so many groups of people like our development team, our customers, and most importantly, our users. So as a UX designer, you really need to be able to articulate your thought process, your research, and your designs to all of these groups. I heard you say empathetic, creative, and think outside the box and have great communication skills. All of this contributing to make that end user happy. What's the most challenging part of being a UX designer? But also talk to what can be the most rewarding part. The most challenging part about being a UX designer, for me personally, is reminding myself that I am not always the user. Every once in a while, I am a potential user or could fit the user persona that I'm designing for, but a lot of the time I am not. So being able to take out your own bias can be challenging at times, but that comes back to having empathy and being able to think in the shoes of your user. I think the most rewarding part is seeing how happy everyone is after I've designed something. And then not only designed it, but then our development team is able to bring it to life and create it. I love seeing our users happy. And we can see this by doing surveys after the product is released and also collecting metrics about how often they come to the site and interact with the site. And then I love seeing our customer and stakeholders happy to be able to make their requirements come into a product. And I like to try to go above and beyond, but still stay in scope of what their expectations are. And it typically is very rewarding. I love other people's happiness. That sounds like a very interesting day. And at the end of the day, it seems like you're all about making that end user happy because they're going to use the products that you design and help your company get more customers and so on. Are there any obstacles that you had to overcome and what kept you motivated to continue on your journey? I touched on this a little bit earlier. The biggest obstacle I had to overcome was not getting too comfortable. I think a lot of people hear this in their careers, but it's important to note that if you want to advance in your career, you are going to have to go after that reach goal and perform tasks that you are not knowledgeable in or that may be seemingly difficult. When I started to get too comfortable in some of my previous positions, I started creating new stretch goals and gave myself some tentative timelines of when I wanted to achieve them. And this kept me on track to keep going, find the next opportunity and stay motivated in my journey and my career. I love it. You said really stepping out of your comfort zone in order to grow and then setting the goals to get to the next level and taking those steps to get there. I love that advice. What is some additional advice that you can share with the audience thinking about pursuing a career as a UX designer? Continually do your research. There are so many courses, articles, and discussion boards about UX best practices. I'm pretty much self-taught but I really looked to 
all of the resources out there on the internet and talk to other UX designers and researchers, both in my company and outside of my company. I connected with a lot of people on LinkedIn, and I think that's important for everyone if you're in your early career or later in your career. So try to stay up to speed with UX best practices and tools at the current moment. And then in general, a few career advice tips that I learned early in my career. I guess you could still say I'm pretty early in my career. The first one was told to me by my father. He said, even if you lose passion in your current position, job, project, task, or don't love the work or team that you're part of, do your job to the best of your ability. This will help show people your potential and your hard work, and someone will want to use you later on their team down the line, and it will open up a lot more doors by working hard and diligently. The second thing is something that was ingrained in my head as soon as I started interning. And I know you've talked about this before on your podcast, Gabby, but network, network, network. It is so important to make connections and learn from others. As you know, and as I know, Gabby, I would never be on this podcast if I hadn't networked early on in my career. So building connections and having people to ask advice about or to go to when you're looking for new opportunities, it all comes back to networking. That's wonderful advice. I tell you that next time I use a website, I will definitely be thinking of you. And you know, we use websites quite often. So I will be sending you some positive vibes. (laughs) So Courtney, thank you so much for sharing your experience and giving us a glimpse of who's really behind the products and services that we use. Thank you, Gabby. I really enjoyed being on your podcast and help share the world of user experience. Remember that education plays a key role in defining your future path. To make progress, only you can take the steps in the right direction. Thanks to my guest, Courtney Walker. Thanks to Kirk Krause for graphics design. Thanks to Roger Coe for endless reviews and encouragement. And thanks to Joe Always. If you like Keys to the Future, please share it with your friends and let them know they can subscribe to Keys to the Future on Anchor Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review. You can also follow Keys to the Future on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you for listening. I'm Gabby Coe, and I'll be back next week with another episode of Keys to the Future.